the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you for joining me today. It's Tuesday, June the 14th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today is Flag Day. I talked about that here a while back as we came into the month of June. June is supposed to be Flag Month, but it's overwhelmed with homosexuals in the street across America. But it is Flag Month. Today is Flag Day, June the 14th. On June the 14th, 1775, the Continental Army, the forerunner to the United States Army, was created. Today in 1777, the Second Continental Congress approved the design of the original American flag. Remember that? The stripes and then the stars in a little circle for the 13 colonies? Beautiful. Still is. Love the flag and what it represents. Put your flag up. Today, if you haven't, I've see, I see a lot of them as I drive around that are up all the time. I think that's a good thing. Today in 1911, the British Ocean Liner RMS Olympic set out on its maiden voyage for New York. It arrived a week later. The ship's captain of the Olympic was Edward John Smith. He went on to command the ill-fated Titanic the following year. Today in 1943, the U.S. Supreme Court in West Virginia State Board versus Education, uh, or uh, excuse me, West Virginia State Board of Education versus Barnett, it ruled six to three that public school students could not be forced to salute the flag of the United States. Today in 1954, President Dwight D. Eisenhower signed a measure adding the phrase "under God" to the Pledge of Allegiance. Today, in 1972, the Environmental Protection Agency ordered a ban on domestic use of the pesticide DDT. It took effect at the end of the year. I guess DDT was really, really bad. But I got to tell you, some of you know, I grew up in Yakima, born in Yakima, raised for the most part in Yakima Valley. Man, DDT was a miracle thing where I grew up. I mean, it killed everything. I guess that was the problem, but it sure preserved the the fruit crops, the apples and the pears and the peaches and all that. But they did away with it. I will tell you, it didn't kill everything it touched because I was in it for years as a kid. I mean, I didn't really. In fact, I enjoyed seeing those duster planes we used to have come over the orchards. I would sometimes, my dad would always tell me to go in the house when they were doing that, but I didn't always go in the house. I thought that was really interesting to see those planes right over the tops of those trees and that white stuff coming out of them. Today in 1993, President Bill Clinton nominated Judge Ruth Bader Ginsburg to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court. It was Ginsburg who often said she was a flaming far-left abortion activist, but she often said she was concerned about Roe v. Wade. She said it's a very, very poor piece of legislation. You will not hear that in the mainstream news, but she said it, and she meant it. 
I mean, she didn't back off from it. She said, I support the idea of aborting babies, but she said it's not a good piece of legislation, and I think it's vulnerable. In one, at one point, she said, I think it could be overturned at some point in the future. We pray to God that that time is, is very, very soon. Five years ago, today, a shooter opened fire on Republican lawmakers. They were at a congressional baseball practice in Alexandria, Virginia. Every year, the uh, Democrats play the Republicans at a baseball game. It's a pretty big deal, I understand. I haven't been there, but I've heard about it, and I've kind of followed it over the years. They have, you know, 15,000, 20,000 people sometimes show up for the game, and all the proceeds go to charity. So it's, I guess, <laughs> one, maybe the only uh, nice moment in Washington, D.C. For those of you who care, and I think a lot of you do, Donald Trump is 76 years old today. Happy birthday, Mr. Trump. There's no question that Liz Cheney's political career is in freefall since she sided with the Democrats, Republican Liz Cheney, on the most important issue, destroy Donald Trump at any cost. That is the focus of the left in America. You don't see them fighting. They use that word all the time fighting for anything much other than, well, the green agenda and Ocasio-Cortez. She's out of the news for a while and she fights her way back onto the front page with making bizarre remarks, usually about so-called climate change. But for the most part, the Democrats are focused on destroying Donald Trump. And it's, it's no secret because that's all they have. We have a failing economy around us on every front inflation everything you name it i don't have to go down the list i mean every time we get up in the morning and go do something we feel the effects of the current administration's policies or lack thereof but liz is trailing republican harriet hageman in wyoming by about 30 points today She's being primaried, as they say, a Republican running against a Republican. And Liz is in deep trouble in Wyoming, a state that has loved the Cheney family, her father, Dick Cheney, of course, and mother. But this is neither bipartisan. It's not even a hearing what they're doing now. Television has bowed down before them and is running this stuff. It's a trial by public opinion in which the accused is not allowed to respond. It's not even a trial. It's not really a hearing because it's just scripted. And they're reading off teleprompters. I mean, honest, they are. But is America buying this highly produced, highly edited, made-for-TV show called The Hearing? (laughs) It could be a series, The Hearing. Every week they can run an episode of of what happened, just like Judge Judy or something on television. I mean, that's what it is. I'm not overstating it, and I don't say this lightly, although it's there's a, a thread of humor in all of it, but it's very serious stuff. We learned last weekend that Liz has subpoenaed former Donald Trump campaign manager William Stepien. I mentioned this yesterday, and he said he was supposed to be there yesterday for that episode, and... Uh, uh, TV production, but he uh, he said he just didn't show up, and somebody sent a message. I, I mentioned yesterday it was just happening. 
as we were on the air live yesterday. But, uh, but I'll mention it again. He sent a message to them, and he said, I won't be there. And he had been subpoenaed to be there. He said, I won't be there. My wife is in labor. She's having a baby, and uh, I'm going to be with her. So they, they're having their difficulties getting everybody to march to their drumbeat, but they are pretty much uh, calling the shots right now. And television, as I said, has bowed down before them because they agree with the same agenda. Stepien did not appear, but he was one of the key people in the Trump administration, very supportive of the president, at least up to now. I don't know what he's going to say, but he finally goes in there. They'll get him in there at some point. But I noticed the cracks are starting to appear in this charade, and it is a charade, by all accounts. Even there, even Democrats are saying, I mean, a lot of them, and I'm not going to take the time to go into what all of these Democrats said, but there's a lot of Democrats that are saying, now, well, you know, I, I don't, I think we've probably are, had enough of the hearing. Public, the, America understands it was a horrible, horrible thing at the, at, at the Capitol, but we need to really focus on the upcoming election because there are people that are running for re-election uh, in this midterm coming up in uh, election coming up in November. So they're starting to try to turn the attention after all of this massive effort to get the attention on this thing. I think they're beginning to feel instinctively. That's what I take from what I've seen. Oh, I don't know, 8, 10, 12, maybe 15 of them say in the last two or three days. It's kind of like, yeah, I'm all in. This is really important. It's the worst thing since the Civil War, maybe worse than the Civil War. But let's let's guys, let's move on and let's focus on getting reelected. That's probably wisdom, but I don't think that's going to happen for many of them. They're going to lose their job, and they're, they're beginning to sense that. So I don't know that this is going to have that much of an impact on America other than to maybe harden both sides of all of these issues that are represented in this hatred for Donald Trump. I mean, it's one thing to say I couldn't vote for him. I don't like his his attitude. I don't like his personality. I don't like his arrogance. I don't like his tweets and all of that, and I'll never vote for him as long as I live. That's one thing. But this has become so destructive to the core. And there's something in the American people that just says, you know, we, we, we share your hatred for Trump, but let's stop with this. I think I feel that, and I think others, probably wiser than I, are feeling it as well. One of the cracks that appeared just suddenly yesterday in this little coalition of destruction, Liz Cheney, the others that are involved with her, Benny Thompson is the chair of this January 6th committee that is doing this inquisition or hearing. Last night, last night, Benny Thompson, he's the chairman of this thing. Last night, he told the press, they asked him, and they asked him, they said, what are you going to do? And he said, well, there will be no criminal referrals of former President Donald Trump or anyone else in the Department of Justice or to anyone else in the Department of Justice, DOJ. Liz Cheney, Cheney immediately went behind his back, went to the press and says, oh, I don't agree with that. We may make referrals for, for you know, a, a legal action on President Trump, former President Trump. I think the problem with this one is they're clearly not on the same page. I mean, she hates Trump more than Thompson, apparently. But the problem with this is 
they can't make referrals. I mean, they can say words, but this is not a this is not not a not a legal um, like inquisition or or hearing. I mean, it's a hearing, but it's not an investigation. And Liz has lost herself in her newfound importance. I mean, really, she is she's swimming in this, and she's saying she's going to make criminal. Uh, she may make criminal uh, referrals. Well, she can stand up and say, I'm referring Donald Trump to the local judge or the Supreme Court or whatever, but it doesn't make it true. So I I find that very interesting, and I'm sure someone kind of notified her. She better drop that line because anybody that's following this knows she doesn't have the power to be referring people for prosecution. This is not that kind of a meeting. So much going on in our world. I want to talk a little bit more about that if we have time today. But I want to get to something else that I just felt. I'm going to be honest with you. I I just, and I always am honest, sometimes to a fault. But um, (laughs) there are, not everybody agrees with what we're saying on the radio. And not everybody's applauding us from the stands, I can tell you. But most people who listen to this program do understand where we're coming from. And I think it's important that you understand my spirit in light of the fact that this is straight talk and we kind of get to the issues. I just felt prompted this morning. I had written an article on our website, and if sometimes I include a lot of that article in this radio program uh, each day, and sometimes a little bit of it and sometimes none of it. So you, if you're interested in what we're talking about, you might want to keep an eye on that on our website. It's faithandfreedom.us. I wrote an article about this about Liz Cheney and about some of this stuff that's going on. And a part of it is some comments by Mike Huckabee and, and some comments by several others. One guy you probably never haven't heard of, but he, he's, he's really got some insights on this and that I shared in this uh, article that I wrote for today, faithandfreedom.us. I'll come back to some of that if we have time, but I just felt prompted this morning to be honest with you. I just felt prompted to talk about something that I did not plan to talk about today. I was very aware of it, but I didn't plan to talk about it, but I'm going to do that. And so just kind of buckle your seatbelt. But before we launch into that for the next 10, 15 minutes, Psalm 9710 says, Ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. We often talk on this program about the fact that God, through his son, Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, is the Savior. There is no other way that a man or a woman can come to God except through his son, Jesus Christ. All of the other religions are wrong. Christianity is right. There are no other paths. I know Oprah and Nancy Pelosi and everybody says there are many paths to God, or they suggest that if they don't say it directly. Oprah says it out loud. They believe that because they want to be tolerant. They want to be equal. They want to be equity people. So why would we think that our religion is superior to Muslim, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, whatever? All of these are paths to God. No, they're not. Either if they are, then the Bible is completely wrong and Christianity is fake. 
and it's neither. And in the end, everybody will know. And the Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is whom he said he is. The Lord. God in the flesh. Because we sinned, he came to save us. That is the message of the gospel, and it's penetrating, and it isn't ambiguous, and it doesn't call for a, a set of activism and piety and all of that. It just calls for us to accept Jesus Christ as the only begotten Son of God, crucified for my sins and raised from the dead. And if you believe that, and confess it, you're saved. That's what the Bible says. So, on that basis, Christianity is, it does penetrate the culture. And the the Bible penetrates the culture. And oftentimes, there's real reaction to that. Jesus said very clearly in the New Testament, they hate me, so they're going to hate you, my followers. He was right. He's always right. Let me talk about something. I do not believe in violence. I do not believe in groups that create violence or put violence on other people. I do not believe in the destruction of property. I do not believe in burning or vandalizing and all of that that goes with so many of the activist organizations, whether they claim to be conservative or whether they claim to be something other than that. I do not endorse that. I do not support it. I do not believe in it. I stand against it. Having said that, there was a uh, interesting article that was circulating around over the weekend. It happened Saturday, actually, the story. But five men from Washington State and a group of others, there were 31 altogether, were in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, over the weekend. Five of them we know now are from Washington State. The rest of them are from other states around the country. They were arrested Saturday in Coeur d'Alene after they were found inside a U-Haul truck close to a Pride in the Park event in the northwest Idaho city, according to Krem. I presume that would be TV. Those arrested are believed to have ties. This is the story, and this is pretty much the story. It's been published in a lot of places. Don't jump to any conclusions if you don't know me. Just stay put and listen. Those arrested are believed to have ties to the Patriot Front, a white nationalist hate group, police said. The group was allegedly headed to start a riot as the parade event was taking place. The men were arrested after a tipster reported seeing people loading up in a U-Haul-like truck, like a little army, at a hotel parking lot in Coeur d'Alene. Inside the truck, police found the men dressed in khakis with navy blue shirts, beige hats, and a white cloth covering their faces. Now all 31 men face a misdemeanor conspiracy to riot charge, according to CBS. This became a national story. Kootenai County Sheriff's Office said it is unknown when their next court appearance will take place, but that's in process. Sheriff's Office said those arrested in the U-Haul were from 12 different states. And it goes through, it names all of them in the deal, and five of them were from Washington State. And that isn't my point, and that's not what I'm getting at here. 
but stay with me. The Patriot Front is a white supremacist neo-Nazi group whose members perceive black Americans, Jews, and LGBTQ people are enemies. As John Lewis said this, he's been quoted all over the place. He's a George Washington University researcher who specializes in homegrown violent extremism, according to Associated Press, who also carried this story. According to the Associated Press, one of the men booked into jail in connection, one of the 31 booked into jail in connection with the thwarted riot was Thomas Ryan Russo, 23, of Grapevine, Texas. He's been identified by the Southern Poverty Law Center as the founder of the group. Now, pause there for a moment. I do not believe, I profoundly disagree with the LGBTQ agenda. And I, we talk about that openly. It's anti-biblical, it's anti-social, it's anti-cultural, it's anti-nature. I do not believe in any kinds of violence under any circumstances. But when they quoted the Southern, Southern Policy Law Group, that caught my attention. The Daily Citizen is a piece that's put out regularly by Focus on the Family. Sometimes it's a little soft, I think, on the issues. Sometimes they really nail it. They put this out in March of this year, just a few months ago. The Southern Poverty Law Center recently published, this is Focus on the Family's The Daily Citizen. The Southern Poverty Law Center recently published the annual hate map and report the year in hate and extremism. That's the name of their report for this year. As I said, this came out in March, so it's been, what, three, four months ago. The organization targets conservative and Christian organizations such as Alliance Defending Freedom, ADF, Family Research Council, Tony Perkins, FRC, and the American College of Pediatricians. That's ACPEDS is their acronym. They, but all of these people are listed as hate groups by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Of course, none of these are hate groups. Instead, they promote parental rights, life, religious freedom, and free speech. They work to protect children from inappropriate sexualization and false transgender ideology. ADF is a legal organization that fights for religious freedom. We hear their name all the time because they're doing good work. They're, they're great. They fight for the sanctity of human life in court and free speech, sometimes before the Supreme Court. That group was founded in 1994 by a group of Christian leaders, including Dr. James Dobson, Dr. Bill Bright, now deceased, as you know, but Dr. D. James Kennedy, also with the Lord. But ADF has gone on to play a role in 64 victories at the United States Supreme Court on behalf of biblical Christianity and biblical mores and, and norms and virtue and principles. That's what they do. And there are other groups that do this as well. But these guys have been targeted by Southern Poverty Law. FRC is a non-profit research organization. Tony Perkins, we're all familiar with Tony Perkins. He's a constant, solid voice for conservatism and Christianity in the culture. But they too are listed by Southern Poverty Law Center. 
The Southern Policy Law Center was founded 50 years ago, and it was initially founded for one thing, and that was to, to get civil rights legislation in place, filing lawsuits against white supremacist groups such as the KKK. That's great. KKK shouldn't do what KKK did. But the Law Center labels Christian groups and individuals as that are anti-LGBTQ in their minds as linking religious-based opposition to homosexual and transgender ideology together with real hatred, anti-Semitic and racist groups like KKK, neo-Nazis, and white skinheads. They don't make any distinction. So anyone who does not believe Anyone who does not believe in the ideology and the behavior because of their biblical held beliefs, if they, we don't believe in this sea of pride that we're drowning in as a culture this month, we're a hate group or a hate person. Now, back to Coeur d'Alene. It isn't that they should have been on it, the police. I'm pro-police. Law enforcement, thank God for them. There is a few bad ones, but most of them are great people that serve. But they were on this, and because of the association of this group, they had not done anything. I looked at about four or five articles. Nobody's accusing them of doing anything. I'm not defending them. I'm just saying nobody's accusing them of doing anything because they didn't do anything. Well, Gary, they were preempted. Exactly. Okay, who's going to be preempted the next time? I'm not saying they shouldn't have. I'm just observing that they didn't. They preempted and they arrested them before they had done anything because of the association that they might do something because they're listed by Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, when is Tony Perkins going to be arrested? Because he's on that list and he's going to be saying things. I'm not speaking for him. I mean, I've never met him personally. But he's going to be saying things. I mean, I say things. I'm not on the list. But I say things that are profoundly in opposition to what these people actually advocate for. Your pastor hopefully crosses the line as well. Because if you preach the Bible or preach through Romans, you're going to ignite something with these people. And they're, they, they're going to put you on a list or they're going to come after you. Now, if we're starting to act preemptively, at what point can a pastor or a preacher or a speaker or the leader of an organization that stands for biblical truth and biblical values, at what point can we preemptively be arrested? Because we might do something. My sermon, my talks on this radio station might incite somebody to do something. This has got to be stopped preemptively before it happens. And if that is the, now the thread that we're looking at in America, why weren't these people acting in that way when Antifa was out on the streets of Portland and Seattle in particular, but across the country, burning and breaking and looting day after day after day after day and seizing parts of property in downtown Seattle on Capitol Hill, walking through Portland, burning and breaking windows just randomly? I'm not blaming the police. I'm blaming the culture, and I'm blaming the ridiculous people that are in leadership in these leftist-run cities. So when are they going to begin preemptively arresting people who might be hate people or inspire hate? I don't know, but I see it coming, and so should you. Hey, I'm out of time today. Um, we need your support. 
Uh, thank you. Uh, we do. And uh, this this is not easy, but it's it's great, and God has called us to us. So thanks for standing with us. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.